everyone. Welcome to your newest episode of the Cosmic Matrix podcast with your host, Bernhard Gunther, and myself, Laura Matsu. So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about how to break the spell of mass formation psychosis. So obviously, this is a reference to this viral term that Robert Malone shared on his Joe Rogan interview, which got hugely censored. But we're going to bring in another perspective as well, because not only are we dealing with this mass formation psychosis with the mind control and the media manipulation, but you know a lot of things that we deal with in this world are actually a form of mass formation psychosis. So we're going to really dive into that and talk about it from the emotional and spiritual perspective as we usually do. So before we get into it, we do have an announcement. So we know that a few people have been waiting for this. We are going to do the Embodied Soul Awakening group coaching program. The next date is going to be April 11th, and that goes into July 2nd. Um, Applications literally just opened a few hours ago, so you can go to either awakenapply.com or by the time this podcast release, it should also be uh, linked on Bernhard's website as well. You can go to Bernhard's website at veilofreality.com to get a little bit of an overview on what we're offering Basically, it's a 12-week group coaching program in psycho-spiritual slash even esoteric self-work. So we guide you through a hero's journey. We have weekly calls with you. We give you yoga, meditation, qigong techniques, self-work techniques, so that people can really use these times to really anchor a higher form of consciousness and really just heal and just feel better. That's really our intention. And we have many other intentions woven in with it, but that's our primary intention with these programs. It's a really great way to also just connect with others and just find a safe community where you can kind of share what's going on in the world and have tools to help you work through actually some of the issues that are coming up for people. So yeah, again, you can go to Bernhard's website at veilofreality.com or you can go to our direct URL, which is www.awaken with an N apply.com. Okay. So yes, how to break the spell of mass formation psychosis. Well, that's like a big question because I think we're going to ask it also very generally because as I shared in the beginning, in my opinion, humanity, not even my opinion, but humanity has been under the spell for thousands of years. We've been also removed from nature, removed from our true selves, removed from our actually deeper spiritual potential. So, you know, I've noticed actually that people have been under a spell for a while now. I started breaking out of that spell myself um, I guess it started really, I mean, it started in 2000 when I was 18, but then I got derailed for about a decade and then I started again after my Saturn return. So let's talk about that. You know what, uh, as you were sharing that, it reminded me of, uh, what something Adi Ashanti said, and I'm paraphrasing him. He says that we always, people always look for an altered state, you know, medicine plants and all they get in an altered state, higher consciousness and all of that. Uh, but he made a good point that he said we are already in, in an altered state, basically in a psychosis, mass formation psychosis. Exactly. We need to become sober, exactly, right, to see the truth, the reality. Yes, and the ultimate mass formation psychosis is really as cheesy as it sounds, is but the illusion of separateness. It's samsara. Samsara, right? We live in this Maya uh, and this illusory ego personality we identify with, and we experience everything outside ourselves separate from the personality we identify ourselves with and, right so that's the original 
And and I think the biggest mass formation psychosis is that we actually experience ourselves from separate from the divine. That's that's the original wound, the original quote sin. I wouldn't even sin, but you know that's that's a whole distortion itself. But that's also even like as Reggie Ray's talked, that's the original trauma. Hence, everybody's traumatized is the identification with the ego personality and the separation from God, the original abandonment as well, so to speak. Yeah, right? yeah. The ki kicked out of the garden from Eden. <laughs> the exactly. fall from Eden, that's, that's how it's symbolized, really. Exactly. So maybe we can talk about how humanity has been under the spell of mass formation psychosis for thousands of years. So how far back? Like just well, because, you know, you, we can see it again on different levels of consciousness or different levels of reality, right? You know, I always like to refer, you know, as, as listeners and readers maybe know, I've gotten deep into Sri Aurobindo's work, Integral Yoga, and here's in his book, The Life Divine, he really lays out an, an amazing cosmology in light of the evolution of consciousness, where it all began, where it's going towards, right? Because we haven't finished evolution yet with the rise of mental man. We are destined to become the Gnostic divine being, even transcending death and all of that, that's in some distant future. Um, but... I think it has even increased more intensely, the mass formation psychosis, when a certain dark force entered, uh, you know, this game, so to speak. And you can see it from various different, uh, uh, various uh, traditions, the Gnostic tradition, the Archons, or, you know, Sri Aurobindo's Integral Yoga, the darkness, the dark forces have interfered with human evolution, right? And hence, it's even harder now, you know, he even said, I'm paraphrasing in his work, that the evolution of consciousness would have been more harmonious if it wouldn't be for the interf uh, interference of the dark forces of darkness, mm -hmm. right? That have kind of hijacked humanity. Mm -hmm. And you see the same thing happening or uh, described by Wetiko, you know, the Native American virus, uh, the disease of the soul that has have taken over humanity. And listeners to the show are probably already familiar with the term Wetiko that's also based on Paul. Uh, Levy's work, and he actually just uh, released his new book, uh, Wetiko, Healing the Mind Virus That Plagues Our World. He just sent me a copy, and I'm reading through it. It's excellent, as always, going deep into this whole topic. And just on a side note, I will be having him on this podcast soon again to talk about all that. But the point being is um, various traditions talk about this, these other forces that interfere and influence with humanity as uh, people who follow my work are aware of as well. You see it in esoteric Christianity, Sufism, uh, shamanism, uh, as well as integral yoga, as I just mentioned. So this whole uh, you know spell we have been under has been more intensified through these other forces that kind of have hijacked uh, this whole evolutionary path. But in the end, again, we don't want to fall into the victim-blame trap. Everything, when you're from looking from the much bigger picture perspective, has a lesson in light of the evolution of consciousness. So these called forces, as all the esoteric traditions have also emphasized, need to be seen as teachers because they can they highlight what we need to work on and kind of you know, there's a whole paradox almost. It kind of uh, creates more friction uh, in order to really uh, engage in the great work, to connect our true being, right? So the way out of this mass formation psychosis on the bigger picture is the great work, to work on all levels, to reunite to our true self, our divine nature, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's, it's, the answer is kind of in the title. The answer, or no, not break the spell, but the answer is 
to wake up essentially. Yes. And it, and it does become, especially if you're trying to kind of live the bodhisattva life and be in the world, but not of the world. Um, you know, you feel the density and you feel this, just this like materialism and lack of soul spirit, even heart, just so normalized in our culture. And, um, and so if you adapt to that world, and you st- or you start waking up and you and you start kind of trying to keep your old relationships like you kind of get dragged ba- down by that density of the world you know so it's not easy there's a reason why people go off to the himalayas and go meditate in caves to wake up you know because it's easier when you don't have to deal with the world that's yeah. the whole point exactly very true and that's kind of like the old spirituality the old religions which also was aware of this you know maya um, the distortion of of the matrix and all of that, but then turned it into that the so salvation is out there, it's in heaven, you know, somewhere being raptured in the Christian tradition or the Eastern tradition just to become an aesthetic and reject the physical world completely, deny it. Right? Yes, but the reason being is because they saw the evils of the world and they felt that the solution was to completely remove themselves exactly. from the world. So it's kind of like this beginner stage and then there's the whole idea based in mahayana buddhism the bodhisattva is like you go back with all of that knowledge that you gain and you go back into the world to be of service to others and the the thing i find you know i I mentioned this on one of our calls the other day but the whole thing of a bodhisattva is not just all love and light it's actually really heartbreaking to enter in the world and to see the suffering that people are dealing with that was one of the first things actually the buddha realized he's like he woke up to the suffering of the world. And so, you know, that's something that I think is really essential to face. I remember actually, whenever I would go back from doing uh, medicine ceremonies in Peru, and I actually, I went for a few months and I was doing a bunch of ceremonies. And then I went back to the regular world. And for people who are listening, who I'm sure many of you've done psychedelics, you kind of anchor this state of consciousness, which is way different from your baseline, right? But then you kind of get to stay uh, in that higher state of consciousness for a little bit after. Anyway, I went back into the world into the downtown Vancouver area and I just saw all of these false personalities just pretending no souls were really there in the bodies. Everyone was really armored up. You know, the the guys were just, you know, when they get really muscular to the point where they can't even really move properly and the women were just uh, completely just kind of over-sexualizing themselves. And that's what I saw is just I realized like, wow, the state of the world is extremely pathological and it was so different from the high experiences of love I just experienced. And that was like a big kind of wake up call to me when I went like, and that would happen to me repeatedly as well, because I was living, uh, I was living in the forest. I was doing a lot of meditation and I would have to go back into the city. And every time I went back in a city, the first thing that I was confronted with was the depths of that people were just checked out suffering. They didn't even know they were suffering. And it was just, it really hit me really deeply to just really in a, in a sober state, actually experience the world in that way. And that's something I actually haven't been able to wipe off my vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the tricky part, so to speak, with this mass formation psychosis nowadays, and again, we go beyond, I mean, again, we are referencing Dr. Robert Malone uh, talked to mass formation psychosis around COVID and everybody's just, you know, uh, exaggerating and just getting this fear frenzy and and just madness out there and completely not even scientific yeah. anymore based on illusion based on fear based on conditioning brainwashing based on 
uh, on literally just a, a trauma response, anxiety and all of that, right? Yeah. But what I want to also mention, really, the, the mass formation psychosis we are referencing, as you just talked about, is very tricky because most people are not aware of it because we live in an age or in a time where pathologies have become normalized, right? Yeah. And again, I have to mention uh, Krishnamurti's quote, which I've mentioned many times before over the years, it is no measure of wealth to be healthy adjusted to a profoundly sick society. And that's what's happening. We see it all across the board, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we see that uh, in, in medicine, right? Like this, or extreme materialism. We see this nowadays. We have talked about this intensive, um, you know, rise of cosmetic surgeries in women and all of that, mm -hmm. right? Where they're just trying to like this obsession with the physical youth and body, which also ties into the dawn of transhumanism, AI, man of merging with machine, and really like the materialistic, global, psychopathic elite being in charge, play, playing God, you know, even with the whole um, materialistic view of, of uh, medicine and all of that, which we also want to get into as well a bit. Yes, around. definitely. Yeah, and, you know, the vaccine issue is just one battle on a 3D level, you know, like we have, we have, we're in a war right now. So in a war, usually we have several battles going on. And really, if at its truest kind of spiritual essence, it's a battle for the human soul. So that's yes, what it comes exactly. down to is like, so that's why even like some of my poetry lately, I'm like, try to stay human, stay human and divine, you know? And what I mean by staying human is that a lot of people, I mean, even the quest for eternal youth is a way of, of trying to avoid your humanity, of trying to avoid getting old, essentially, you know, which I think actually has a sense of beauty in it if we, if we really uh, understand the cycles of nature, you know, they yeah. want to remove us from natural law. That's the whole point. Exactly. They want to remove us from nature. So staying human is a huge piece of it. And I even say, like, you know, just being able to be with what it feels like in this time in history when in however it's showing up in your human life and to be able to be with how that feels for you as a human in a human experience and that's the gateway like that's the gateway to your divine self actually yeah so we as long as we're shut off from our hearts we're shut off from our souls we're shut off from our humanity and that's what i actually see is like that's 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 the heartbreaking thing is i see a lot of people including myself in certain circumstances when i go out and like certain you know, especially during these times with all the polarization is like, there's a certain level of like almost armoring up that I do to like kind of contain the pain that it is to witness this. And this was happening, as I said, way before even all this craziness happened, it's just become more exaggerated now. And that's the challenge. So it's easier said than done to stay human when your family and friends and like people are, you have to lose your job, you know, but that's to me, like the gold of the human experience. Yeah, that put into question what is it what does it mean to be human that's a whole can of worms in itself because if you talk to an atheist materialist it's different to somebody who's more spiritualized and yeah. that ties into again we've mentioned this before but it's really key to understand the different levels of being within humanity not everybody's the same we all one but the different levels we, we've talked about it in light of uh, evolutionary astrology the dimly evolved state the consensus state which most people are in 75 percent the individuated state i believe around 20 five percent or something twenty percent and then the true spiritualized state only two percent of humanity 
And again, what we are experiencing right now, and we mentioned it before, a lot of people are now called to get out of the consensus state into the individuated state. Yeah, and yeah. that's a huge process in can itself. I just, can I just redefine as well consensus state? Um, these are paraphrased by the words of Jeffrey Wolf Green, um, who's the founder of evolutionary astrology. And he basically defines them as people whose identities are an extension of the societal norms, belief, and customs of their time. They completely identify with the beliefs and ideals and customs of their time. They're they the mainstream of society. They don't think for themselves. They don't question what society tells them. And if they do ask questions, they will let them be answered, but whatever the consensus consensus of society says so the consensus of society says basically the 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 mainstream of society says vaccines are good they're like oh vaccines are good and then if they say they're bad later unlikely to happen but who knows let's pray then they think it's bad so they just like okay what do i believe about this and they go to society for answers essentially um and they basically don't think for themselves at all and then the people who reach the top of the consensus often become leaders of it. So this is like mainstream successful people, politicians, celebrities. Give us some, let's, because let's tie this in into this conversation. Let's give some examples for that. Because yeah. on the top of the consensus, Every state, politician. They're, they're already pushing it. Yeah. Not, not necessarily all politicians, some of them, I don't know. But I would, in this instance, for example, call to Joe Rogan. He's consensus. Jordan yeah. Peterson. Uh, uh, Weinstein, the, what they call the dark web, all of these people, even Dr. Robert Malone and these doctors speaking out, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Because that's really what I would dive into in light of the mass psychosis. There are different levels we need to look at it. Well, all. yeah. So can I finish? Because yeah, that actually, I, I personally think that um, Robert Malone and even uh, Joe Rogan, for example, so that he also subdivided the, these states and obviously, you know, up for debate. I'm just putting out this theory. But basically, once you get to the third subdivision of consensus, you start to become in a position of power in your community, society, country in some way, you know, they're on top of society. So these are actually, you know, the people who hold important positions. I would actually put Robert Malone and, and George Joe Rogan in this third state consensus, mm -hmm. which means that they are maybe even, and I think they, what they're doing is they're reaching into the individuated state. And the individuated state is people who begin to ask questions about the beliefs, customs, and norms of the status quo. So, you know, they basically want to act upon their own inner guidance to formulate their own beliefs and knowledge. So they're, so I can see, you know, even in Robert Malone's own way, Joe Rogan's own way, they're edging into this individuated state because what they're saying is going against what the consensus is saying, right? Right now essentially yes. so that's what makes them you know starting to become individuated um so essentially you know we want to get into this individuated state to kind of liberate ourselves from the conditioning of society we move up the ways uh the levels of the individuated state and eventually we become into a spiritualized state you know and for for an example you know um in the beginning stages of the individuated state the soul actually tries to appear normal still. They try to have a normal life, no more job, and they're also still attached to consensus as well. Um, and this creates a real friction where they start to feel like they're living a lie, essentially. So they start to out, seek out alternative inf information. And, you know, so a lot of people that are like even in listening to the podcast or maybe, you know, have been for a while are entering this individuated state. And then basically at the second subdivision, they start to rebel and the rebellion can become so extreme that they're basically like F all of society. I went through that phase. Yeah. And then they become 
third subdivision in individuated state where they basically begin to manifest a role in society as a truly unique and gifted individual. So this is like Carl Jung, you know, like the great thinkers who really moved society forward in some way are this third subdivision of individuated state. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to also add to this so that that's great summary um, to look, to look at that from, but also really keep in mind that these different states, which, by the way, is also mirrored in other esoteric traditions. Again, Shirobindo talks about the same, that before you can truly become spiritualized, you need to extract yourself from the herd, from the uh, consensus, as he says in his own words, and become a true individual. But it's not, it could give the impression with the examples, this is just about all the knowledge you have, intellectual, what you see. But as you mentioned, it's actually a process of soul evolution. Yeah. So it's yeah. an internal process. It's not, not uh, it has not, it's kind of reflected in the knowledge and in the way you see what from an intellectual level, mm -hmm. but it's also your emotional embodiment, your spiritual embodiment, your psychological, all of that together, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. about soul evolution. That's what it comes down to. It's not just about in intellectual knowledge. Yeah, that's the whole point of the first subdivision of the spiritualized state is the the point is, is that the um, there's this natural humbling effect where the shift of gravity goes from ego to soul basically okay, so that's so, exactly that's exactly. that's when it's like okay like something and then you kind of open up to greater kind right. of um awareness of, of universal consciousness find, basically you, you finally transcend the ego yeah because if you look at a lot of people you know they live in this extremely limited reality actually like it's almost like they're they're there's all these blinkers on they only see kind of what is kind of in front of them they're run by habitual patterns you know They're, they're not living their life in any sort of conscious, aware, and even soul-based way, you know? Um, and I think even, you know, artists and, 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 and writers or people who work in some sort of creative field, they actually start to contact that soul a little bit in little moments. Yeah, the reason I really want to bring this up, really now understand these different levels of consciousness in light of soul growth, the different stages, even here uh, by Jeffrey Wolf Green, and again, it's mirrored in many other traditions, Because we always assume that everybody's the same and like kind of uh, um, in, in light of soul evolution. And we, we want to look at these stages, obviously, without judgment. You know, the ego can easily hijack this. Oh, I'm individuated and I'm you're just consensus or whatever. <laughs> you know, that already shows that you're probably not that if you have this this thought. Yes. Uh, this, this judgment. Um, but, you know, what we see right now, there's so much craziness happening, obviously, with the whole so-called so pandemic, the virus, the vaccines. A lot of more research is coming out, right? That um, about the variants, and then even questioning virology in itself, which I want to talk about more deep as well. If there is even "quote unquote" a virus, and questioning Western allopathic medicine in general, Rockefeller founded Big Pharma medicine, and and that opens up a whole can of worms of what we truly believed over centuries, right? Mm -hmm. To question all of that. Yeah. But what I see now, you know, um, there's two camps. Some camps, you know, for example, oh, Dr. Malone, he really wasn't Joe Rogan and this other doctor, I forgot his name, Dr. McAuliffe, whatever his name it was on, on Joe Rogan. And to really like, they still like, quote unquote, believe in the in the COVID and think it's dangerous and whatnot, but they're questioning the vaccine. So, and as you just mentioned, even the Joe Rogan podcast got censored, all the leftists, all the people from the consensus state are freaking out, attacking Dr. Malone and Joe Rogan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, but then within the so-called truth movement, right? Some people say, yeah, it's amazing that it's coming out. And others, myself included, sometimes hold on, you know, there's more to it, right? Mm. And then people jump, especially nowadays, they throw around uh, words and expressions like controlled opposition, 
Contel Pro, Counterintelligence, Gatekeeper around like candy nowadays, you know? And mm. by the way, I'm not taking myself out of the equation. I do sometimes You don't really too. say that anymore. Not though. anymore. I used to <laughs> in the past. But also I've been, I've uh, you know, I've done all my research. There's definitely such thing as controlled opposition counterintelligence, For right? sure, yeah. Absolutely. There's paid agents and distractions and all of that. We know that PSYOPs, but nowadays these expressions as 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 more and more people quote unquote have been red pilled are being thrown around like I mean we have been called controlled opposition by the way. Yeah, you know what I mean? What does it even mean yeah, as yeah, if yeah. as if you're paid by the CIA or anything? I'm not getting any paychecks. Yeah. Right. So it's really important to understand this in light of, of the evolution of consciousness. Because the way I see it, yeah, you could easily see that Joe Rogan with a $60 million Spotify deal is not, you know, it's just going to say certain things and maybe, you know, not have Dr. Andy Kaufman or Dr. Cohen out there who really present research that really question virology to begin with, which this whole pandemic is based on this assumption that the virus actually exists, yeah, right? That needs yeah. to be questioned, right? So a lot of people who get into that question virology, find a good as myself, then a lot of people jump out and say, oh, Jerome is just a gatekeeper, Dr. Malone is controlled opposition and this and that, you know what I mean? We've been distracted. Mm. And that can <clears throat> open up, excuse me, <clears throat> like a can of worms, you go down the rabbit hole in, into paranoia. And I've seen this happening over and over again with so many people when the trap of this conspiracy rabbit hole is like, there are traps everywhere, right? There's no way out. Everything's controlled up, a Hegelian dialect. And again, it's not to mean to dismiss these concepts, but we need to be very careful. Because the way I see it right now, what Dr. Malone has done um, on Joe Rogan, and at least questioning vaccines, right? Yeah. Plays its part to reach a certain part of the consensus. Agreed. Right. Agreed. You, you cannot go right yes. away to like, hold on, the, <laughs> the world is is controlled by hyperdimensional uh, <laughs> call force that feed off of our soul essence and virology is a fraud. There's no, you know what I mean? You, yeah, yeah. Like even if there's truth to it, you cannot reach people like no, that. No, no, no. Right. And, and and so can I just give an go example? Ahead. Is because the main thing that it, when what happens is when you're individuating is you get the backlash from the consensus you get the backlash from saturn because because mm -hmm. you know remember the individuated state is actually ruled by uranus which is kind of the lightning bolt of like change and illumination right and saturn likes things to stay the same so the fact that they're getting so much backlash from the consensus from saturn to me is the proof that they're actually individuating yeah. because if you were just playing the line and if even joe rogan you know you see in some areas he does toe the line a little bit right yeah and then but when he goes into his individuated state and we start saying things that are outside the realm of the consensus the backlash from saturn from the consensus yeah, happens. he's been pushing it a bit uh, definitely more than i thought he would you know yeah. but i see too many people they're so externally con uh, um, focused on the matrix and this information controlled all this they don't see it in light of the bigger picture of the evolution of consciousness because everybody has their quote soul lessons including joe rogan dr malone he also talks out of his own conditioned medical uh you know programming so to speak right yeah, yeah. and it's not necessarily until here's the thing i, I have a great quote by um i'm gonna men i think i'm gonna mention talk about this more in the second hour by dr tom cowan uh you know who also wrote an, an amazing book called breaking the spell the scientific evidence for ending the COVID delusion which we'll talk about later do you want me to read it or um you, read it? you know but um yeah i don't want i, I want to get into it when we talk more about virology okay a bit later you know but just to, to summarize he made a good point because he's been asked if these people are just controlled up he says i don't know you know what do i know until you have true evidence yeah. that somebody is controlled up and not make assumptions because based on all kinds of guilt of associations and whatnot you know what does it even mean we all can be quote-unquote 
sometimes spread disinformation because nobody knows the whole truth and we it's a learning process even this whole virology was a big process for me over the past year to come a deeper understanding and question that aspect of of western medicine yeah but when i'm what we're getting at and i think what what we're also seeing is like this infighting in the in the true quote-unquote truth community what that means anyway i'm not part of any truth community yeah but uh you know like just for for lack of better words uh, that's i want to really bring this out because what really is happening is we're, we're in an informational warfare psyop information warfare psychological warfare and what's happened in the truth of community for people that only focus on information and have no self-awareness no emotional intelligence are not engaged in any deeper have, psychological work or they spiritual have very work, shallow or where shallow like pop psychology pop spirituality yes, exactly. just just, just yeah, yeah, repeating yeah. memes yeah, yeah. and quotes exactly, right but yeah. not engaged in the work mm -hmm. then you they can also become part of the spell of mass formation psychosis in the context of which we just described that meaning where tico takes over and infiltrates these movements and communities exactly truver, right exactly, and then they fight yeah. each other because of their they shadow their project egos. on each other the ego gets triggered then you know all kind of temptations fame money and all this comes into it popularity yes. and that's how they destroy themselves and you know i always always appreciate david whitehead's view you know i had him on a few times and he said we need to unite the clans yeah you know we need to fight together the bigger fight and you know in certain battles we lose here and there but like you mentioned for example the whole vaccine and covid it's just one small part there's this whole other thing in the living room of cultural marxism communism taking over the world as well and never mind right? this materialistic culture that we live in that's totally removed from soul and spirit exactly like, that's that's also the bigger one and you know that's what that's and i heard this great term i don't know who i heard it from but this ideological purity basically mm -hmm. where you just like and you see people where like they don't they they expect which is a very childish way of, of, of living i think expect that everyone has to agree with them on every single thing that they that they believe and in order to in order for them to support them and it's like it's just not realistic yeah. like you and i can't agree on anything and we're like yes, you know in a deep exactly. relationship so you know we don't have to agree on every single thing to be on the same team right now you know yeah. we're in and that's what I, i tried to communicate that also recently in some in a tweet you know like about how we will lose this war if we are divided within like imagine an army and there's like people who are just like hating on each other wanting to take each other down within the within the same Uh, side of the army you know obviously i don't know much about the army by the way <laughs> but you know what i mean like it would actually you could you could you leave yourself vulnerable to the enemy when you do yeah, that exactly and you're leaving and i am and, and i think we're going to actually see a bit more of this as well because we have a lot of people speaking out we have a lot of people speaking truth but i'm actually watching a lot of major players in this psychologically disintegrate and their own egos are getting involved so like it's it's like so you know like as long as you have wounds from childhood where you weren't validated or mirrored in an essential way or you just don't have good self-esteem and and that can also by the way represent itself by also very high narcissistic self-esteem is you become actually vulnerable to like the matrix temptations because the matrix will always try and tempt you yes. on an ego level it will always try and appeal to your ego so as long as you're seeking money power fame sex you get off on all the people who are pr positively projecting on you you become vulnerable to these forces and that's why like you know it's like we sound like a broken record sometimes the way we, the things we talk about you know but it's true
true. It's like you can't you you can't be tempted by the dark forces if you're connected to soul and spirit yeah. because that's what makes you truly sovereign. It's because you don't actually give a f about what goes on. Exactly. On that note, what people don't understand how the matrix forces really work is not you know obviously sometimes they're very overt and obvious in your face and very pathological and you see the evil right in your face. But most often the way it works and has worked for thousands of years is very subtle, as you said, via temptation. Exactly. And these forces where Tico, understand the matrix is not really out there. It's a mind program. It's working through you, through us, right? We are transducers of higher energies. This whole idea that you're in control, the ego personalities in control is the biggest illusion. It's another mass formation psychosis, by the way, right? This identification with the ego personality. But there are those forces, and they tag into our own weaknesses, blind spots, shadow aspects, traumas, wounds, and all of that, which they use against us. Exactly. And feed off in, the, in, in all kinds of temptations, inserting thoughts, desires, wants, and needs that are literally not our own, but we take for our own. And that's how the matrix has you in more subtle ways, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but again, from the esoteric tradition, then if you understand this, are aware of it, engage in the great work, you can use these interferences as or these forces as a teaching function to know where they tag into and exaggerate. But hence, so what is the way out again, out of this mass formation psychosis is again to engage in what many people call the great work. It is the necessi necessity to engage in the inner work on all levels, what we call the fourfold approach of, of holistic self-work, which we go deeper into, into our course as well, physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. And what we see again, over and over again in, in the truth movement, even the health movement, so to speak, is, is the over-focus just on physical health, 3D the stuff, body, 3D yeah. stuff, and, and information. And even psychologically and spiritually, it's very much more like uh, pop psychology, Pop psychology, I would, uh, would say. Exactly, exactly. It's just feel-good hits of information and not really engaging in that deeper kind of soul work, you know? And I think yeah. that takes a certain orientation and i actually think there's a point you know i think the true meaning of the aesthetic and that kind of stage of, of evolution is like you need to give up on the idea that the consensus world will make you happy because it won't and as long as you're seeking consensus kind of wins whether it's like fame or or, or money or or attention or pop whatever you know even even like starting these movements like you know what i mean like Uh, w w there is a movement happening. I'm not denying it, but it's like it's 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 a very consensus way of thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so as long as you are kind of a slave to those desires, and you can and you're attached to that world, the Matrix has a hook yeah. on you. You know. That reminds me also. <laughs> a lot of people got really excited when uh, the famous uh, tennis player Novak Djokovic, I think is you pronounce it. Yeah. Serbian player was supposed to play Australian Open and he's not vaccinated, doesn't want to get vaccinated. He just got, uh, of, uh, got rejected from the country, by the way. Yeah, and he just got sent home. Yeah, so sent home, that yeah. fell through, right? And people like, he's, we stand with Novak and he's a hero. <laughs> and I can understand it. I have compassion, for, empathy for that. Like we want, people want that hero, they somebody need a hero. famous. They actually need heroes right now. They need now. Yeah. a celebrity that stands up against it. Yeah. But also like, you know, not to be a party pooper, but he has his own self-interest. Positive right? projections, you know, too. Like, he wants to display, you know, the tournament. He's highly successful, driven by his own ambitions. You know, if he would truly be uh, anti-vax and really stand up for truth, he has made a lot of, more than enough money to live off for generations. Just yeah. quit it all and really go and speak truth, mm -hmm. right? But he's not going to do it, obviously, because, again, he's part of the consensus state. This is not his role right now. Yeah. So we need to stop waiting what a... I see so many people, when is Joe, uh, Joe Rogan speak more, Jordan Peterson, they already play their role. 
where they're at, right? And what do we know about their deeper soul purpose and lessons and all of that? Yeah. And we can always say like, they should do this and maybe they're selfish, but you know, we need to focus, look at yourself, what you do, what you contribute to the world, you know, creatively solution oriented, not just information wise, how much do you really work on yourself to as cheesy and, and cliche as sounds, but truly be the change? Yes. Because this time of transition is not going to be won this, this war by just information alone. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, but, but yeah. And then we because most in, people are simply not receptive for that. No, no. And it is hard, you know, like there's a reason why you and I are so introverted for the most part and just kind of do our work, like, you know, just kind of chop wood, carry water, guiding people through the group program is because, you know, we have a lot of work on our table and not just physical work, which we have a lot of too, but just inner work, you know, we study, we learn, we apply, we contemplate, like, you know, this is, this is really like, we, we have found a, a key to, to true fulfillment essentially. And it's yeah. in the divine and it's yeah. through clearing out all of the kind of complexes and issues that we have in the way of that. So, you know, it is, it is, it is something that, that it's a deep process and it's not for everyone. But I think the thing we're trying to say is that, you know, there has to be an awareness of how, of the hooks that evil can have within you. And yes. I see this all the, I mean, it's also part of this whole kind of, um, I mean, maybe that's the concept of sin. I don't really know Christianity that well, but like, you know, we have evil which works through us which works through our shadow which works through our blind spots and it's like that's what we have to conquer you know and as long as you are overly identified with your ego personality which a lot of people might say oh i'm not you know but even the voice and i'm speaking to you is actually my conditioned ego's personality with my soul trying to communicate through it so we all have this kind of interface that we interface with the world with which is not actually our true essence you know yeah. and the point is is we want to shift uh, ultimately and i may be skipping stages here but shift that center of gravity to the soul essentially and that's like an ongoing process and it's like you chip and chip and chip and then eventually you have this opening you know so how do you break the spell i'm yeah. gonna give some exact it's kind of uh prompts so by deconditioning you break the spell by deconditioning yourself of consensus beliefs so a reflection question is like what do i believe why, why do, do i, I believe, believe that <laughs> and where did i get that belief from you know those are the just the questions to constantly ask yourself and some people may have already done that you know who are listening to this podcast so that's the that's the first phase on of, that note like also check your assumptions you know i can see myself that's also where basic critical thinking comes in we we mostly base our worldview and actions on assumptions mm -hmm. right for example we assume that there is a pandemic and virus and we just take for granted that whatever the the pharmaceutical industry big pharma the government And, and CDC tells us, oh, there's a virus in this pandemic and there's this, but have you really questioned that? And then, right? yeah, and then we'll go deeper in the How second. How do we know that? Yeah, we'll go deeper in the second hour is we assume that the allopathic medical system, which is basically the treatment of disease through drugs in, in its essence, that's the system, that this is a good system and we should keep going with this, yeah. you know? And and even when people were sharing like the Supreme Court thing happened, they're like, oh, what about the nurses, you know? And, and the, it's like, for me, I've lost faith in that mainstream medical system for a while. I think that needs to change and go. Maybe it just needs to completely... Yeah be uh let go of and we move on to a different alternative system i don't know but i just know that that system is actually removed from soul and spirit because it's materialistic so exactly anyway let's go back to the points if yeah. that's okay with you okay so you break the spell by learning how to think for yourself and that 
take some, like, you got to get your wire, the cogs in your head going, you know? So rather than just looking to other people on what to think or what believe, it's like, but what do I connected with my soul, which is connected to a higher spirit actually believe here, you know, and I'm not talking about subjective truth. I'm just, you know, learning how to use different muscles, uh, than, than we're used to, I think. Um, which, by the way, on that note, you know, we are also being dumped down. The the attention span is lower than ever before because we're bombarded with information, the social yes. media. Everybody has ADD. Nobody can read a book. People yeah. people read two paragraphs I post and they think, oh my god, this is too long to <laughs> to read. You know, so that's uh, that's also how the matrix has you your your attention span, your focus. Yeah, totally, exactly, exactly. I don't take myself out of that equation either. So not only do you want to also do inner work, so you can connect to your soul your heart your true essence you also i think you know it is about eventually activating the higher mind yes. you know so i'm talking about as rudolf steiner would say the intuitive inspirational imaginative realms essentially which we have a whole thing out in our course and i think that that is not something that really turns on until you develop the sensitivity a lot of people say just trust your intuition oh, and i think yeah exactly fantasy. and it's like well what is your intuition and yeah. how do you know that's your intuition and how do you know that's not a thought form or conditioned belief you or know because conditions conditioned beliefs and the neural pathways that are really worn down that they kind of go down you know these are these can feel very intuitive because you can feel very fixed in them be like oh i'm so sure this is real but that's not intuition you know so which beliefs are also a reflection of this higher realm and which were programmed into you by family fears culture so this is like an ongoing process and by the way i personally think that it's just not like a one and done thing it's like layers like i had no idea how much of what i believed was actually programmed into me via cultural marxism essentially because that was my whole kind of upbringing you know i was raised by like hippies or like re- really in, in from from the set kind of back in the 70s you know i wasn't born in the 70s but they were kind of part of that whole hippie movement you know and a lot of my beliefs were handed t- to me by my parents and it doesn't mean that all of those beliefs were were, were not of use to me i actually even was told as a child that the world is a mirror of you so that's a good belief right that's a good way of experiencing reality but a lot of those had to go through this deconditioning process And you also break the spell by learning how to live as your true nature. So when you're an authentic, ground, whole, loving human being, which is like very rare in the world today as well. Yeah, but Um, on that note, also like authenticity can also be people mistake this justifying their own neuroses, uh, pathologies and and, and projections and all of that. Authenticity in this context is connecting to your true essence. It's again, not your ego personality. Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, when you just tell someone's being, just very fake and it's like the fakeness is actually they're just running programs that were given to them by culture essentially um so essentially you know we said this so many times in our podcast we need to be more concerned about observing ourselves and remembering our true nature than being frustrated at the sleepers because why you know like you know it is really being the change you want to see in the world you know the sleepers really wake up when their soul is ready that's what it comes down to and you're and you do inspire people more by just being what what is something that's attractive to them because soul qualities you know are attractive to people on 
well, they're attractive to their soul, essentially. Their ego may struggle with it, but, you know, we radiate outwards towards others and people are just like, wow, what's that person doing? I'm curious about that person, you know, rather than just trying to reach them on the mental realm alone, we actually have to reach them through the heart, essentially. Yeah, well said. So that's got some good pointers to really understand the mass formation psychosis goes way beyond what's happening uh, with this whole pandemic, COVID and, and, and so-called virus and whatnot. But the whole setup, we are living in the dark ages, some say the, the Kali Yuga, the furthest remove, removed from the divine, from our true essence, where pathologies have become normalized. And in our, you know, being very honest with yourselves, right, as well, the humility to admit this also, how we, um, uh, you know, only not only may believe in lies, but lie to ourselves, you know, to not lose our attachments, our relationships, our identifications, our desires, what we think we want, and all of that. Because again, as Adya Shanti said, enlightenment is a destruction, destructive process. It has nothing to become with more happier and, yes. and all these 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 conditional things. You know, uh, the ego personality needs something external to feel a certain way. It's very dependent. Yeah, uh, and, he has um, another great quote I, I read recently. I, I reposted it about like when you become enlightened, there's no one to become enlightened. Like that's the whole point yeah, of enlightenment. Exactly. Then there's a whole paradox <laughs> right there. Um, yeah, so in the next hour, we're definitely going to talk more about, you know, Dr. Tom Cowan's work, the allopathic medical system. What Questioning else we... virology, I want to dive deeper into that. I also want to talk about something like, I, I want to dive more esoteric, which ties into what I just mentioned as well, that everybody also is an expression of the divine in their own way, no matter the distortion and ignorance. And there's a beautiful passage from Sri Aurobindo's book, The Life Divine, uh, where he talks about the divine always uses anything and anyone to do, you know, God's work to do the best ability relative to the ignorance, deficiencies, and soul lessons. And that's a key point to understand without falling this black and white, oh, you're, you're controlled up, you're good, you're bad, and all of that, mm -hmm. right? So it's really like having this more nuanced view of reality, right? Yes. And not this, this, this very extreme, crude, black and white view, which is mostly our own projections, right? Yes, it's the projections from the ego, because exactly. if you see the, world, see the world through the eyes of the divine, which I think is another one of his quotes. Exactly, and also admitting, like even ourselves, you and I included, we, you know, the whole point of evolution of consciousness and I've talked this in depth in my articles, and we go this in deep in our course as well, is to become more and more objective, to see the world as it is, to see it with the eyes of the divine. But none of us are able to see with the eyes of the divine. None of us are truly awake in that true meaning of the word. So we still have our subjective blind spots, our unconscious bias and all of that. So we need to be able to admit and, uh, this within ourselves, because seeking truth within and without is a process, yes. continuing process. Okay, so to close it off, I'm just going to end with a little bit of a quote um, from Muji, who, yes, I'm aware has been canceled, by the way, <laughs> before we get that comment. But it's a really beautiful quote, kind of summarizes um, what we're pointing at. So, And he says, if you make human company too important, you will not discover your true self. Relationships not based in truth are never entirely reliable and are rarely enduring. Taking time to discover yourself is the best use of time. Prioritize this. One should not excessively seek partners or friends. One should seek to know and be oneself. As you begin to awaken to the truth, you'll start noticing how well life flows by itself and how well you are cared for. Life supports the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual needs of the one who is open to self-discovery. Trust opens your eyes to the recognition of this. Surrender allows you to merge in your own eternal being. Mm -hmm. 
So um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, just to close off, um, we are doing our 12-week Embodied Soul Awakening private online group coaching program, which is a coaching program in psychological and spiritual self-work. Um, it's going to begin on April 11th, but the applications are opening now. Don't wait on it because literally the last program was so full. We had to run another one at the same time because the demand was so high and we felt to rise to the occasion. So, um, if you want more info again, you can go to, uh, Bernhard's veil of reality site and you'll see it under courses, or you can just go directly to the application and tell us about yourself at www.awakenapply.com. So with that being said, much love to you guys and see you on the second hour. Yeah. And for anybody who's new to the podcast and want to have access to the second hour, um, you can become a member at my website as, as well, veilofreality.com, which will give you access to all the second hour of all podcasts, past podcasts, and also access to the membership forum. All right. See you all in the second hour. <laughs>